Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here with a shitload of people. Like, it's more than normal, at least. Not a shitload, but we have... <laughs> so many! We got one more guy. Uh, that's uh. what I mean. Uh, most of the hosts... Well, well the especially uh, exciting thing that is happening is that we have AJ, the long-lost host of the show. He's returning, <laughs> and we have uh, Bastin. Joe, the other and... long-lost host. Yeah, that's what I mean. We haven't heard from Bastin in quite a while, and we have Brian and myself. Uh, so, yeah, I'm what's up, everybody? Here. What's up, AJ? Uh, nothing much. Just, uh, just you know, chilling, playing video games and stuff. That's <laughs> what I usually do. Nice. That's why he hasn't been on the show <laughs> to hey. talk about video games. He's been on uh, Almost Better Than Dragons, which has since wrapped up, but we still have a few episodes to air, so l- listeners can look forward to that. Um, but yeah, and Basta, how are you doing? Well, presently, um, I'm very sick, <laughs> and oh, no. it's not fun. Um, but yeah, it, it, things things are otherwise pretty good. Got a big uh, update out for Pinecast yesterday, which uh, I'm very pleased about. If you're a Pinecast customer, uh, you may have noticed that your analytics look infinitely better <laughs> than they used to be. I'm so sorry for the janky old monstrosity that used to be on uh, the top of every podcast dashboard. Um, oh man, as a customer, it's crazy to see how far it's come over the years. Like I remember having some really old Pinecast screenshots that like, it just doesn't yeah. even compare to where we're at today. There are some screenshots where the analytics are like on their own tab, and it's just like a mishmash of different charts that I pulled from Google. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing it's, about it's improved so much. This new update is that uh, we've replaced pie charts with uh, bar graphs, and I really like that. Oh, yeah. It looks so much just better. Yeah one of the one of the big things that um, I dug into is like looking at every aspect of the analytics and saying like, what do people actually want to do with this? And like pie charts really don't give you any value, right? Cause like, it's really hard to compare the size of two different parts of the pie chart. Um, it doesn't give you any way of like visually differentiating them. So like you can't color code them because like if two things are the same color, it looks like they're the same part of the pie. Um, mm-hmm, pie. It, it, it's just like a bad way to show data and uh, the new one uh, not only shows more information, but it, it gives you a better way to sort of visually compare uh, things. And it lets you collapse like the million tiny little slices at the bottom. So you can hide all the junk. Yeah, which is really nice. And uh, especially not, uh, I'm not a fan of pie charts because I'm colorblind. So <laughs> to oh, a degree, yeah, so it doesn't really work very well for me. There um, you go. But, uh, and Bren, how are you? The things, it's stuff I wasn't prepared for you to come to me. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Not much. I got like 10 more hours in Moonlighter, and we last time we recorded was like yesterday, so I'm playing a lot of that. That's what I mean. We Uh, don't have to necessarily go round table with what games we've been playing. I was thinking maybe we'll hear about what games AJ specifically has been playing, because we haven't heard from him in like a year or something. But then this episode is mainly going to be our like pre-E3 episode, the pre-E3 uh, roundup uh, where pre- we talk about all the, of our expectations we have for this year's coming E3, and it's actually by the time this airs should be tomorrow uh, starting off. So wait, could we call it pre but with three E's? So it's just pre three. Yeah, sure. Um, no, no three. Oh, it's just three E's. Oh Jesus, I'm yeah. for it. Okay, I'm for it. Pre pre pre. pre- it's more of like a actual. Duh literal spelling of the three of, e's yeah oh god e, it's like the it's e like to the third a, it's like going down a slide at e3 right into the fucking abyss that is the <laughs> showcase 
it's just like, oh man, this is fucking awful. Like every year, because it's just one big ad. It really. Tom excited for this episode. I mean, like if you really think about E3 as, uh, like an entity, it's literally just one big commercial. Yeah. 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 It's going to be an interesting chat. But uh, AJ, what games have you been playing maybe before we kind of dive into that whole conversation? Um, well, I don't I don't know how much Brent is online, but I've been playing a lot of PC Overwatch. So that's been my, like my my sort of bread and butter in the gaming side. And my Switch. I've been playing my Switch a lot. Nice, dude. Uh So, are you playing with a controller on Overwatch? No, I'm okay. playing with the keyboard and mouse. I've gotten used to it, and I feel infinitely better nice. using the keyboard and mouse. That's crazy to me. I feel like I would never be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too, and I was legitimately about 20 hours in, 25 hours in, and then something just clicked. Nice. And yeah, now I feel I feel more at home using a keyboard and mouse than I do with a controller at this point. I feel like a lot of gamers probably agree with you there. I'm just not one of them. Uh, what are you playing on Switch, though? Well, I've been... Uh, I obviously still play Stardew Valley, because that's, like, the perfect Switch game right now, and there's... Obviously. <laughs> it's so fucking good. And uh, I have Mario Kart. I get the gang together. We you know do four-player Mario Kart on there. And uh, we're excited for the new Smash game coming out. That's going to be great. Um... What else do I play on there? Uh, the uh, Pokemon Company released just like a free Pokemon game on there called Pokemon Quest. That I've been like jamming on a little bit. That oh, game's pretty uh, good. The free to start game. I've been, I've put in probably, I've put like eight or nine hours into that game, and I haven't paid a dime. So I don't know why everyone's bitching about. All right, I I know nothing about it other than it looks like Pokemon Minecraft. But the the phrase they keep using is free to start, which. I don't know why you would ever use that. Like, that's going to do nothing but rub consumers the wrong way. <laughs> uh, it was free, so that's, I just, like, and I saw it was Pokemon, so I just got it, and I tried it, and it's fun. Like, it, it's there's clear time gates in it. You have, like, yeah. an energy bar that you let recharge, but, like, it's a game that I don't give a shit about letting and sitting, like, uh, or letting sit. It's one that you can easily pick up before bed play for like 20 minutes burn through your energy and then just go to sleep like it's not that like i'm not i'm not stressed out about not having energy in that game like right it's just a it's a time killer game like it's just a whatever game yeah especially if you got what you said eight hours of it like that's already pretty good yeah but yeah just just the phrase free to start is just like kind of setting people up for like yeah it's gonna be a pay-to-win game so it's just that I mean, he's going to rub people the wrong way. But yeah, I know nothing about it. So Yeah, not the best word selection there. I feel like it's any mobile game. You're like, yeah, it's free, but if you want to either be really good at it or progress faster, you can always pay. Well, I mean, it's coming to the mobile platform as well. Like it's, it's For some reason, they decided to start with Switch huh. and then release mobile. Huh. So That's different. I don't know when exactly that's coming out, but... That's in the future. They're going to be coming out with uh, mobile versions of that game. Are you excited for the Mario Tennis Aces that's coming out later this month? I personally am like hype as fuck. I feel like a lot of people I think the demos out. For yeah, it right now. The, yeah. There's a tournament going on right now until tomorrow. I was thinking about trying the demo out. Actually, I might have to do but, that uh, when we get off the I call. Because yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the previous tennis games. I just like tennis in general as like a video game. So I hope it translates well on the Switch. Really. 
Uh, you don't seem like the kind of guy that would be like into sort of like obscure sports. I don't know. I was like titles. into like the Wii Sports shit <laughs> and like I don't know, just like yeah, obscure Rocket I mean, League into that weird. Yeah, that's what I mean. Game, I, so growing up, <laughs> Rocket, like, like think about that, Basta. He's addicted to Rocket League or was at one point. Yeah, no, I still am. I can't say not, but the, I I'm not addicted to the sense where I'm playing all the time. But like anytime I get in, like it'll be like oh, I'll just play one more and then like. 19 matches later i'm like all right i really need to stop doug likes fishing he likes tennis if you can't tell he's very white (laughs) (laughs) it's very true doug wears a polo shirt anytime he plays any of these games oh i also love uh everybody's golf that game's fucking phenomenal but that's like golf it's got a fishing game within the golf game which is like extra cool uh but yes only way you could be whiter is if you loved cricket and had a british accent. isn't everybody's golf uh basically a the online version of Hot Shots. Yes, golf. it's so good, dude. I can't recommend it enough. Phenomenal. You can customize your character in all sorts of ways. Uh, very challenging. Like you have to. There is a lot of skill involved in like trying to. They, they play did a that Monster game. Factory on it. They made a pretty bad monstrosity. Oh yeah, no, you can make some crazy shit in there. Yeah, no, I was messing around with that. But are you interested in the tennis aces game at all, or is that not really your bag of chips? No, I'm. Uh, I'm definitely interested. I know. Uh, I've played the uh, Mario tennis games. Uh, was there one on the GameCube? I can't uh, recall. Probably. I think I the N64 Mario Tennis was like the best one. Yes. I know Mario Tennis was the first game with uh, Waluigi. Yeah, there was one on GameCube. Mario Power Tennis. Yeah, no, though the game, the not the GameCube one, the, the N64 one was was definitely the one that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I sunk a lot of hours in that. Uh, yeah, we have like four. There's four of us that'll play it sometimes. Like, we'll just get the itch. So I like I, I could see them releasing like another Mario Baseball as well. Oh, like that's hell yeah, uh, Mario a real Strikers. good, uh, a real good franchise. Yeah, that's the soccer one, right? Mario Strikers. Oh, is that? Yeah, I think you're uh, right. Yeah. You know, one thing that I really miss, it, like the, I've been having this streak of like weird video game nostalgia lately, and like one of the things that I really miss from casual sports games is the sort of like it doesn't really fucking matter spirit of the old like backyard baseball and backyard soccer games. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it was just sort of, like, weird, non-realistic mechanics, and, like, there wasn't too much to it, but, like, there was still a little bit of fun, and, like, you didn't really have particular loyalty to anybody in that game except for Pablo because he was so fucking good. And <laughs> it's so... Just break your legs. I, I wish, like, Nintendo would, like, dig back into some of that, like, old-fashioned, like, didn't really have the technology to make much better of a sports game, but, like, also it made it kind of easy and fun in its own weird way. There is a game that was just recently released. Uh, it's not a Nintendo a Nintendo system though. I think it's I think it might just be Xbox, but it's called Super Mega Baseball Two, oh, and it sounds yeah. like an '80s fucking video game. But uh, it plays. It's actually a, a good baseball simulator. Yeah, we brought that up on a game or no game, and people were like, "That can't be a game," and it was. I was like, "Hell yeah." It was free for Xbox Live customers, and I was like, oh, "All right, whatever." My one friend's really like really into it. He enjoys this. You can. It's super customizable. The teams are all made of like fake players and shit. You can make your you can make your own. You can make it a whole league. Like create every single team in the league and change all the mascots and shit. And like, it's got so much customization in it. It's crazy, and it looks like backyard baseball kind of. Like it's got like a really cartoony feel. But it's a weird simulator because it it feels like it feels like a baseball game if that makes sense. Yeah, like it has like the mechanics 
of a baseball game, but it looks like a cartoony mess. I forget what it is. I feel like there was some baseball game where it was like MLB, like Slugfest or something, where like you were going to steal a base and they catch her, the player was there with the ball and you just run up and clock the shit out and just punch him like square in the jaw. <laughs> Does that sound familiar to anyone well, else? No. <laughs> I mean, it sounds kind of like a... Maybe that was a fever dream. It sounds like a like an NFL Blitz type game. Yeah, it was something along those lines, like where I was like extreme baseball, and like they only made one because it clearly didn't do well. Yeah, I posted a, a a link in the channel the other day where there was a, a baseball game where you can just like hit the ball back at the pitcher and just like kill him. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, what was it Randy Johnson? You could throw the ball and just kill a bird. Yeah, That's the it was only a dove. baseball player I know for that reason. <laughs> that dove dust, it just disappeared. Stopped existing. They couldn't find its body. <laughs> Christ. Um, but yeah, let's maybe... Is that all you've really been playing? Or is there anything else that stands out? Maybe before we kind of dive into E3 2018? Honestly, my it's main my main Greece. focus has been Overwatch. I got a new graphics card, so I've like been like checking my fucking... Like, my input lag and shit. And like, doing all kinds of crazy stuff to optimize how Overwatch runs. and It's... I don't know. I, that's just been the main game I've been focusing on, honestly. Nice. I got like 700 hours in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then, maybe let's discuss E3. Who wants to start this off? Well, Matt, I know you know I a lot about E3, like, right? Feelings about oh, things. yeah. <laughs> um, you just like get me salty and I'll like start ranting and fill up some time for you guys. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Uh, who are you the most excited to hear from, Matt? I'm not excited to fucking hear from <laughs> I just want the I want them to be like, hey, we made this game and now it's on sale. And then everybody can like go back to their hotel rooms at E3 and actually play the damn thing instead oh of being like, God. oh, look at this glorious commercial. And then three weeks later or three months later or three fucking centuries later, when it actually does come out, people are like, this isn't the game that we were promised. Huh? That'd be the like, most just, wild concept. Yeah. Just like they show you a trailer for the game and they're like, and it's available. They've done it. Some games have done that before. Been like, and it's available now. And then all of a sudden it's on, it's <gasps> live on the shops and shit. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And, and uh, the servers crash and no one actually gets to play it for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I, how can nobody <laughs> predict how like popular shit like that is? Like, how do you not think, understand that you're going to get fucking swarmed if you announce it at E3 and then say it's available immediately? I think yeah. they do know it's going to be popular. I think there's just no way for them to like really handle it until it happens. Oh Well, I mean, here's the thing. When you're a multi-billion dollar video game company, you can make it work. Right? <laughs> like, if, if you set out with the intention to be like, we're going to announce this at E3 and like you can buy a copy of the game in the lobby and... You know, like we're we're just gonna be ready for it. Like you can make that happen, right? There's no reason that you can't have enough servers stood up and have enough ops people on hand and like make sure that like everything goes off without a hitch. You just have to be really dedicated to it. And I don't think anybody really gives enough of a shit to to make the effort. Yeah, they don't want to um, commit all that. Expensive. They don't want to commit the resources. Honestly, they want to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, as someone who works for a giant corporate overlord, I can tell you. They can do a lot of things, but they refuse to do a lot of the obvious stuff. So it, it's all—it's probably someone told them like, "Yeah, we can have the servers up and running day one and have ten million people able to run on." It's going to cost a billion dollars, and they're like, "All right, cool, we're not going to do that." 
It was not going to cost a billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, it, ultimately, like it's it's a matter of like what is the maximum load that's going to be put on the system at any given time. And like if your if your day one is the day of E three or your day one is like some random date in the middle of October or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's going to be the same number of players. You just have to be ready on a certain date. And I think what it comes down to is like they want to have all these like influencers and people on Twitch playing the game and like get everybody hyped about it in other ways. And they don't want to just like throw something out into the world. You have to like have a really big set of nads. To, to like be confident enough in your game and like be sure that people are going to care enough and like that's the sort of thing that like Bethesda would do right like Bethesda have an, has enough clout that they could be like and here's the next version of Hearthstone their nads are huge and yeah, like, everybody would like wait. lose their minds yeah that, right? that's not Hearthstone <laughs> oh so, whatever you know what I mean they'd have, that's Blizzard they'd have to have but yeah nads to do that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. we fucking stole Hearthstone and now sorry it's Blizzard Here's the here's the Hearthstone Fallout edition. Yeah, oh God, don't get my ideas. But Bethesda, you know what Bethesda I mean. Bethesda would yeah. do that, but also Bethesda is one of the most broken studios, like consistently broken games. So like, it would also crash after one person logged in. Sure, so. or, or or anybody, right? Like anybody with enough clout to be able to do this could conceivably and reasonably do it, and and just be like, ah. We did it. We did a thing, right? And, like, everybody on the internet would lose their mind. All the vid- video game journalists would, like, lose their mind, and it would be an amazing PR success. Um, but they don't want to do it because it's hard. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, may- okay, well, I think we're off to a good start. Let's um, maybe... That's is already salt. That's, that's great. Uh, yeah, no, this is good <laughs> shit. Man. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I saw this one article uh, speculating on things that we won't uh see at e3 this year so i think maybe we could start <laughs> dinosaurs there. returning to life oh well christ that's, jesus's that's, second coming that's an easy one but <laughs> i think there's a lot of things you won't see no these are ones that like are like hot Kingdom ones Parts that people 3. would maybe think <laughs> if you're like not like really into the industry you'd think oh perhaps i'd see this but like uh there is pretty much almost confirmed that none of this is going to be there things like elder scrolls 6 it's just not going to happen. Well, yeah. uh, Borderlands three, unfortunately not. Red Dead Redemption two, no. despite they're all be- despite Red Dead Redemption being made and stuff, they're just not going to be at E three. For instance, like Rockstar Games, like hasn't been at E three in like the past four years, and like yeah. I think the last time they were there was just to announce like that Grand Theft Auto five had a port to PS four. So I, it's just like I know that people are like, yes, Red Dead Redemption two is happening. It's just not something you'll see at E three. Uh, PlayStation uh, Five Three is also happening, just not. Like, yeah, and, a, and same with Elder Scrolls Six. Like I said, I the new console generations yeah, probably won't get touched on at all. So that's yeah. safe yeah. to assume. But that's what I mean. There, in recent months, there's been like kind of a buzz about people saying like, "Oh, PlayStation's at the end of their like life cycle with PlayStation Four. So people were speculating maybe there'd be PlayStation Five. It's almost like guaranteed. It's not going to be talked about. So there's a couple other things yeah. like that. But like, yeah, and yeah, you're right. Any other console generation discussions, I think they can avoid i think we're probably like two maybe three e3s away from not announcing it but like having a playstation 5 like sitting in front of us like within the next three years we'll have like playstation 5 will be out probably yeah well that's what the rumor is that it would be 2021 it's like sure that's like a set date but that's still three years away so like yeah they got plenty of time there's so much room for activities now that's a good point. Well, the other thing is, and and I've brought this up in the past, but console manufacturers are running into this very difficult problem, which is fundamentally everything they're planning for the PS5 is already possible on the PS4, 
right? Like everything they're planning for the next Xbox is already possible on the current generation of Xbox. Everything they're planning for the next generation of Switch is currently possible on the current generation of Switch. There's no, there's no like massive technology leap where they're being like, yeah, we're going to go down to like a five nanometer chip process or like we're going to have like quadruple graphics cards or like we're going to support 16K. Like none of that's a thing. And so there's no like gimmick to be like, hey, upgrade your system. Like if they did announce a PS5 next year, what is, what's it going to be? It would literally just be the PS Pro probably. Yeah. Just like a reskin yeah, it's like PS Pro. A little more RAM, a little more processing power. Like, But at the end of the day, fun, like nobody's like, oh, the frame rate on my PS4 is consistently bad. No, I- like this isn't a thing. Like there's, there's nothing that they can do to it to make it objectively better in enough ways to get people to drop a few hundred dollars. to upgrade. No, one thing though, that I think they can improve and it's not even like something that's going to drastically increase the price is just storage in general. Like I think I have a two terabyte, like external hard drive so I can have more games like on the PlayStation four. And I've heard of other people being like, I just filled up my two terabytes. I'm getting like another six or something. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I feel like if, when you have that many games, they, could maybe like give you a launch uh console that's like oh here's like a console that has 10 terabytes like good luck filling this shit up but like that's what i mean even moving that far in the future games are going to be that much bigger and a lot more um demanding of the actual system but i see what you're saying it also makes me believe that it would be easier to have like backwards compatibility like you can pop in your playstation 4 game disc and it'll work immediately like that's one downside i don't think you can do that with playstation 3 games on a ps4 and like stuff like that and like only certain ps2 games and ps1 games you could do that for playstation 3 or actually i don't even think it was ps2 just playstation 1 games but so it's like all like bullshit when it comes to backwards compatibility with playstation i really hope they could figure that one the fuck out the one i really want them to figure out is cross-platform backwards compatibility let me play a gamecube game on a ps5 oh well that's uh, not right Xbox well, that- <laughs> i want to see that that'll get me interested that's not that's not feasible <laughs> that's not anything yeah but i'd be very interested if it was <laughs> but it makes me think of some of those retro consoles where it's like one of those mashup things where it's like it's got a port for every console you can it's, it's think got of. five different yeah. slots in it it looks like frankenstein exactly you put all the yeah, games. it's, it's got like an Japanese atari 2600 slot on it yeah and it's like the master system or some shit who knows no the master system was real that was a sega console oh, i had yeah, one my bad <laughs> i forgot all about that um but okay, then maybe let's kind of go down through what uh, vendors we are going to be seeing presentations some, from at E three. Pre speculation, uh, yeah, M- Bren. What 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 are you most excited for? Maybe we could start pre. There. Yeah, what are you excited for pre? Uh, what am I excited for? Nothing, because I play everything on PCs, and they don't give a shit about uh, oh. E three. Um, there are plenty of games that I'm like interested to see, like how they're going to do, but. Like Spider Man for the PlayStation oh, 4 yeah. Insomnia Studios. Like, I'm interested to see how that plays out. I probably will never play it because I still don't have a PS4 and I don't plan on getting one soon. Um, so, stuff like that. Uh, I got a little list here if we just want to go down by order. Sure. Uh, Xbox, figure they're probably going to announce more Halo and Forza stuff. And uh, apparently, the rumors are they're going to do, they're going to really lean into Gears of War. Yeah. Like, I heard that. Multiple too. Gears of War games at once. Like this year, I heard up to um, three, 
one potentially being like just a traditional sequel, one being a real time strategy like similar to like Halo Wars, and then one potentially yeah. being a battle royale game. I'm like, oh god, I hope that's not true. That's that's too much. <laughs> I was thinking about this actually, and uh, Gears might be the only fran like one of the only franchises that the battle royale like formula fits almost a hundred percent. Just because there's a shit ton of fucking weapons in Gears, like uh, they could bring back literally like a, a any ton of a, any any amount of like canned weaponry from previous Gears games could make appearances in their battle royale mode as like fucking monthly like a cycle of weapons that go through the game and shit. Like oh, this month it's the Retro Lancer, and like the that next month it's like the fucking Marksa from the Terrible Judgment game. Like it. it they could uh they could do anything with that. There's so much shit that there's also like a finite amount of space on a person in the Gears universe. Like you can hold two main slot weapons and a pistol and a grenade. Those guys are and watching that's refrigerators. It. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> they could hold they have four fucking slots. They they're I saw huge. Indiana jo- I saw Indiana Jones crawl inside a market Marcus Phoenix to survive a nuclear explosion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, those guys are <laughs> Hulk level <laughs> monstrosities. Yeah, fucking, that's insane. Uh, but that's what I mean. As a Gears of War fan, as a Gears of War fan, like hearing that there's potentially three new titles coming down the pipes, like very in a short amount of time. Does that excite you, or do you like? Is it like suffocating to the point where you're like, God, that's a little much. It's too much, especially I just all want, different types of game. I just want like literally Gears three again. That's all I want. Yeah, well, yeah, in that. Uh, three. There is the potential for the traditional sequel, so I think they'll provide that. Hopefully, the multiplayer in Gears Three is—it's still to this day. There's still like you can still on weekends go on and consistently see like three thousand players playing Gears Three online, and it's more people playing Gears Three than uh, was it Lawbreakers? <sighs> but it's—I don't know. I think Gear—they just see Gears as their most consistent heavy-hitting franchise right now. Halo's still going to do good numbers. But it doesn't nearly have the you know standalone power it once had, so I think they're just eyeing up Gears as like the next like safe bet as a franchise. They and it all I don't know, those two franchises, it comes down to like how they handle their multiplayer, and they completely fucked the pooch on Halo's multiplayer. Like they they fucked up so bad changing the multiplayer. It's basically called like Space Call of Duty. Like it's. And you can't even say that because there have been like legit almost space Call of Duty. So yeah, it's wasn't six in space or was that Battlefield? I don't know. They're all the fucking same game to me. But there, one of them was in space. Yeah, I remember that with John Snow. They've the way they the ways that they've they like fundamentally changed Halo multiplayer have made it worse. So it, it's not know. a game that I'm. I use like. Halo 3 and Halo Reach were probably the two best multiplayer games in the entire franchise, and both those games are, what, a decade old now? Yeah. So, it, that says a lot about where the company... Like, I, I don't think 343 is doing a great job for shepherding the franchise, so... And not that Bungie's doing much fucking better. So, <laughs> it, I, I don't know. The, Halo's been, like, a depressing... A depressing like series since they announced the new trilogy. Right, it's pretty much just gone downhill. Yep. In my in my mind, it's just Halo one to three. 
That's all Me I too. know or care and about. I think that's like, uh, I don't know, honest opinion about this, the franchise. And I think a lot of people can agree with you. It stinks. There's probably people that are still like diehard Halo and just like, no, I hate that you'd even say that. But I, I totally see where you're coming from. To me, I lost interest. I didn't even like three. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's just what, like the original team was. It was one of those bungee. It's like Mass Effect and uh, Bioware. It was like Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. It's like, those are great games. Andromeda, it's like, that's pretty much an entirely different team. And I don't really consider it part of like the same crew. So We might be looking at another uh, another Battleborn situation, actually, with uh, not not Halo, but with a Halo-esque game, Anthem. Like the the Halo Destiny oh. hybrid kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's right. We might be looking at another Dead on Arrival game because uh, yeah. if they ever like, yeah, it's uh, yeah, EA's it, a fucking shit show. Yeah, they're yeah they're they're in hot water. It was very clear from early trailers that they were impl- going to implement a loot crate system or some sort of loot system with Anthem, and with all the blowback from Battlefront Two, they're really backpedaling and trying to fix it. That's why I think Anthem got delayed not too long after all that controversy. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to rework Anthem because I think this is going to be the saving grace for Bioware. Because if this doesn't do well, I'm pretty sure EA is going to bring the axe down, especially after Mass Effect Andromeda. Apparently, and the original sucks. staff, like the staff from the original. The original Mass Effect games are like heavily involved with Anthem. Yeah, and I don't have a lot of faith in it. Like, I, I don't think it's going to do well, and especially with the just hostility towards EA in general with all this loot crate bullshit. And I think there was another game. I, there's so many I already forget. There's another game that was announced that's supposed to come out before Anthem, and it's kind of taken all the attention oh. away from it from like a sci-fi oh what battlefield 5 that's ea and like they're getting all sorts of no no for that it's 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 like another sci-fi shooter that's like drawing more attention to it i forget exactly what but it was something kind of like when everyone saw that they're kind of like oh fuck anthem like you know that's gonna be shitty because it's ea and corrupted already Mm -hmm. so i don't have a lot of hope for them and starfield they're talking about bethesda might be introducing that's right i think i've heard that yeah, that's their uh, uh, space RPG. So that might yeah. be neat. That could be it. I forget exactly, uh, but I think EA is also going to try and really hard to apologize for all the Loot Creek bullshit. Uh, they don't actually mean any of it, but I think they're going to do it as like a PR sort of thing, <laughs> just to say that they did do it. Yeah, they're um, as far as I'm concerned, EA is. Uh, they make they still make a shit ton of money. They make a they make a killing off of their sports titles and off of a. Uh, off of Battlefront or Battlefield, Bat- yeah. Battlefield, Battlefield, Battlefront Two, I think, still ended up selling yeah, like right. decently. Yeah, they both have under them. As much um, as people were pissed, they ended up still buying it after they took the loot crates out. It's weird. I see EA just running the old like Microsoft, like early Windows uh, business mentality of just uh, grow, absorb smaller companies, steal their ideas, and then destroy <laughs> them. Once they're Jesus done. Christ! Because like that's all they do. They just acquire a new studio, change the way that studio does everything. When that new game doesn't sell well, they shut it down and fire everyone. They're just, yeah. they're monsters. Yeah. Um, they're probably going to announce. Maxis. Yeah, they did. There's a huge list of like, uh, you know, the hit list of EA. They did it to, I think, at least 10 studios now. So, and it's, it, go figure, it's as soon as they acquire them and the executives start putting their foot down that the basic formulas of the games that made those studios great changes wildly and doesn't sell as well. So it's idiotic. 
Uh, but I think EA is also going to announce some more games for Origin, their service that no one really uses. Oh, that uh, sucks. Nothing new, just like the classics of like, hey, remember this old gem? Maybe this will bring you over to Origin. And it won't, but they're going to try and get you with those. Uh, and I think they're going to have a bigger gameplay uh, trailer for Battlefield Five. Is like, EA is EA the the like real no, life version yes. of IOI from Ready Player One? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I guess so. I see that movie? Uh, I've read the book to a degree. Um, and I didn't see the movie. Did you like the movie, AJ? I enjoyed it. It wasn't as much like the book. <laughs> I know, but, that's what I hear everyone's uh, complaint who read the book was like, just didn't do it for me. Um, but actually, and I think I'm reading uh, Starfield is a Bethesda property, um, so I don't think that does yep. have to do with EA. Well, um, no, no, that yeah, that's what I was saying. Bethesda is talking about their space RPG. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, it's some other game that likes taken Anthem's you know sale. I don't know what game it was. It probably is from a different company. I just forget. Yeah. It's Destiny 2, you're right. It's the next expansion for Destiny 2. That's what's doing yeah, it. That That's what uh, everyone's super excited about, and they didn't fucking burn the bridge there yet. No, no. they burned it. No, no, what are you talking about? It's still hitting out of the park. It's great. Everyone <laughs> loves Disney. It, it never fails. When you are actively telling a, like, a statistics reporting website to take down their statistics of how badly <laughs> your game is doing... You have hit rock. Do you know about that, Basta? Did you hear about that? I've heard grumblings. There was... (laughs) All right, so there's there's like a tracking website to track like... uh, It was tracking like user logins and shit. And within the first three months of the game being out, it had dipped to like... So low. I don't know, some like absurdly low number, like 30... The the base had dropped like to 30% of what it was at launch. And they reported it, and they showed this. They showed like the chart, and it was just like a downward, like fucking mountain, just falling off. And <laughs> Bungie came at them and had them take the shit down because it wasn't indicative of the player base, allegedly. And mm. it was actual, like it. It wasn't that it wasn't. It was exactly indicative of the player base. It was. <laughs> That's why Bungie had them take it down because they realized the ship was sinking. Yeah. And they couldn't have anyone knowing that three months after fucking launch, the ship had, like, basically hit the bottom of the ocean already. It, it was. Oh, God. Like, it, I remember, like, looking at Sorry, we're not talking about it. Sea of Thieves. We're talking about. But <laughs> well, that game's okay. dead, too. Like, it, <laughs> it's. It's so frustrating to see games with such promise just, like, tank. Totally. Just shit the bed. Yeah. It happens. That's why you don't get too invested into a game because you never know what'll happen to them. Yeah. Too invested into a game before it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's say it all together for for pre pre. <laughs> there's a there's a running joke in, among my friends that I have like Sony stock, like stock in Sony's <laughs> movies because like there was the. I went to see, we went to see Baby Driver and Spider Man like back to back weekends, and they were like both like suggest they were both suggestions by me. And they're like, what? Andrew's got to have like stock in Sony. I don't know what the fuck's going on or something. And then every time we see a movie that's produced by Sony or like that Sony heads, they're like, Andrew's getting his money. (laughs) He's making his money with his Sony stock. In your defense, Sony's involved with like everything at this point. So like, it's kind of hard to avoid them. Yeah. But I mean, they make good stuff. I'd say that. 
PS4 is doing great right now. It's really the only contender. Like, it's I mean, kicking the is Xbox's like, it's ass. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. it's not Xbox even is really, like, doubling down on their, like, franchises. Yeah, like Halo, Gears of Wars, and that shit. But, like, Sony's, like, I feel Swords, like uh, I read an article the way Polygon put it. It's, like, strategically, they have little reason to show any more of their cards this E3. Like, they're just, like, they're in a really good spot. It's like, okay, we got Last of Us Part 2, yeah. Spider-Man, Days Gone, yep. Death Stranding, uh, Dreams, Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm not really sure about that one, and a remaster of Medieval, all in their back pocket. Not yeah, to mention, like, the shit coming out that's, like, gonna be PlayStation exclusive first, like, at their time releases, so, like, uh, I think, actually, Kingdom Hearts 3 might have switched back to just being PlayStation oh, exclusive. Oh, please, I'm God, not sure yet. better. Like, that would make give me more, like, faith as a fan, because the moment I heard it was, like, no longer exclusive, I'm like, what the fuck's the point anymore? Why did why did that happen? I don't understand. <laughs> I can't play it on this one console, so I'll refuse to play it ever. No, that's what I mean. Fuck I just feel every- like, like, if you are, like, say, diehard PlayStation, and there's, like, a franchise that you love, let's say it was, like, Crash Bandicoot, which I think that's now going to be available on switch and stuff but like yeah just you you have this certain like connection with the fact that that is a playstation title and like all of the games throughout growing up like that was i i don't know it's just weird that i guess you you kind of uh identify with that and then once it's like changes it's just just like anything i feel like people get used to what you're used to and then when there's any change it's like oh shit i don't agree with that and then i guess you have to grow up and look at it in a different light and be like ah fuck it what does it matter if people on xbox play it so i guess i'm changing my mind as i'm talking about it but i don't know (laughs) you talked yourself out there's uh there's also rumors of like a fan the final fantasy 7 remake getting a new trailer and shit like that like uh, devil may cry 5 possibly yeah like i, I there, there's a whole bunch of different different I stuff mean, i'm not the biggest fan of final fantasy 7 i think it's definitely a good game and it definitely has a big point in gaming history but like i'm i'm didn't play it as a child so i don't have the nostalgia goggles so many people seem to have about mm-hmm. it it's definitely a good game it's like a really good game but it's not like the messiah of video games people make it out to seem um, and the remake, the more I hear about it, the less I care about it. Like, as soon as they said episodic, it's like, ooh, that's, that's real bad for a Final Fantasy game. I think they're yeah. going to have problems with it. They're like, they're, yeah. Yeah. they're, I heard rumors that they restarted that they, uh, when they took over production and brought it back in house, they were yeah. basically like outsourcing to start off. They took the whole dang thing apart, started from the ground up again. Like they <laughs> just, right, guys, they, they got all the stuff back and they're like, we, we hate this. Thank Let's you, but we hate it. I mean, that's on. what happened with Windows Vista. Microsoft was like, eh, this wasn't as good as we thought it would no. be. <laughs> oh, God, that also no. happened with Medicare Revengeance. That's why it's like a six-hour game. I just imagine them being like, all right, guys, let's see what you did here. Oh, God, it's a Final Fantasy VII kart racer. What the fuck did you oh, do? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. All the stuff that I mentioned, I feel like, all right, they got a bunch of uh, heavy hitters in their back pocket, but they also have the ability to throw, like, some real big curveballs. Like, who knows, say, a sequel to Bloodborne or, like, Horizon Zero well, Dawn or some God of War DLC more realistically, because, like, I could see that with a quick turnaround. Yeah, that could be probably... As much easy. as we've moved away from exclusives... In this like current generation of consoles, the PlayStation exclusives are far and away so much better than the Xbox ones. It's not even a contest anymore. I'll say this: Xbox has moved away from exclusives. Sony still got them, and that's what's getting me like tempting me to buy a PS4 because they still got hard hitting exclusives, and that's what sells the console. Because Xbox is trying to integrate everything with Xbox One and Windows Ten. 
So now oh, so many games on Xbox that would be exclusive for Xbox are now also on Windows 10 PC. So it's like, well, if you already have the PC, why would I buy a console, like a new Xbox? I yeah. wouldn't, and that's why sales are dipping. So it's real messy with that. They're selling, uh, like, for, the fucking One X for, like, as much as they were selling the original Xbox One for. That's like, what's there's a- upsetting. Oh, man, I feel like as a PlayStation owner, I feel like I just want a Pro, but I can't justify selling the, the one I have for, like, n- nothing, n- next to nothing, and then getting the Pro for, like, full price. Like, Brand, if you want a PlayStation 4, buy mine. <laughs> I could. I have an Xbox One X that I'm like thinking of getting rid of. I could just trade that and my PS Slim in and probably get a Pro. Do It'd you guys be worth have it. A 4K TV. Uh, no, no, see, that's the thing. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I guess so many people right. talk about 4K stuff, like 4K games and all this and stuff. It's like unless you have a 4K TV to watch it on, it's pointless. Uh, here's you really the, won't see it. This is the one thing I enjoy about the one thing I actually enjoy about the One X is that um, when you start up a game that has. Uh, that has been enhanced for Xbox One X, it will ask you, like the first time you start it up, if you want a 4K experience or if you want 60 FPS. And that's something I enjoy. Like, I just pick 60 FPS because I don't have a 4K TV. Right. And honestly, if I had a 4K TV, I wouldn't give a shit about, like, I want 60 FPS anyway because I want that, like, smooth, that smooth frame rate. Like, that's, I get, like, I like I give more shits about how the game performs and not what it looks like. Right. Yeah, I got Overwatch running on like medium graphics. So I have I have my shit on low. Better. Yeah, but I want I it's a competitive game so I want it to be quicker and more responsive. Dude, I just saw a video of The Witcher 3 on like the worst possible potato setting. mode. Yeah, oh my god, that is insanely <laughs> bad. That is Oh, it's like everything is just like popping in yes, like 10 meters away. Completely yeah. like poly- You walk 5 feet and a whole town generates gone, like everything's just <laughs> choppy and square and bizarre. Like it looks like a bad acid trip. It's pretty bizarre. That's very yeah. funny. But you put that shit on high graphics, oh, it's one of the most beautiful games. I fucking love that. You uh, know, I, I actually have a lot of respect for for developers that have uh, quality settings that go to such far extremes <laughs> because it, it's actually, like, really difficult as an engineer to, like, make the quality drop so low to be able to, like, call out all of these things <laughs> at, 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 like, the very edges of the sliders. It's an effort um, to be bad is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, somebody, somebody had to be like, there's going to be, like, the one guy out there with, like, the Intel Celeron integrated graphics <laughs> On, on his hey, we don't poop on like, the Celeron. The Celeron graphics. <laughs> my laptop. Like he's he's freshman, been upgrading. You remember like, my laptop freshman year of uh, college? Oh yeah. Oh, I remember. The, I remember. It overheated. I had to put. I had to sit it up on like shit because it would overheat. Because Wow would <laughs> Wow would stress it out too much. Wow on the lowest settings would you're stress it out it too a, much. You're playing it in a freezer. But you want to talk about potato mode? Guy, you know, you've got this guy, and he's he's like running it on his like. You know, laptop from Compaq that, that he's been <laughs> diligently upgrading since Windows ninety eight, oh and like he just wants to play some fucking Witcher, right? And like he doesn't care how bad the graphics are, and like some intern had to like sit there and be like, "Now, how can I like stop things from rendering too far away?" Yep, I love it. it. I love it so much. It took a lot of effort <laughs> to make that possible. So thank you for making the game play that bad, developers. <laughs> <Worse>. <laughs> I forget we. The title was exactly, but it was some PC like kart racing game. It wasn't really that good, um, but I do remember seeing us a, a let's play of it, and it had I think it's called Zero Gear. It had an in, uh, indie game slider, like or like an indie slider in the options, 
And all it did was make it more pixelated the more you slid it down further. Because um, that's what all indie games are. They're just pixel graphics. But the best was you could slide it down all the way to the end, and it would just be four gra- uh, four pixels. <laughs> it would be four giant pixels covering your whole screen, <laughs> slightly changing colors. And that's all it was. <laughs> And like the game it. overall wasn't that great, but that little feature was extremely charming to me. Fair yeah, enough. that sounds like a Bren thing. Yeah. That sounds like yeah. a <laughs> something Bren would they, be hooked onto. They just knew what they were doing. They knew they were just self aware, and it was very entertaining. Um, but back to uh, Bloodborne Two, from Software to developers did release a little teaser last year or like a few months ago, and it really didn't show you anything. But it was it was a teaser for something. So, I don't think they would do something like that for just another remaster, because they already remastered Dark Souls. Yeah, no, that's going to so be a heavy a, hitter this year if they... I think that's a new title. Yeah, that'd be so cool. And I don't know if it's going to be a new, like, original title, or if it is going to be Bloodborne 2, which a lot of people are speculating. Um, I don't know, there's such yeah, a fucking dedicated fan base for Bloodborne, they'd almost be, like, dumb not to make it to Bloodborne 2. I'm surprised. Like I've I've played it a bit and uh, at other people's houses, and I've seen a ton of it. I've seen the whole game like four times, um, and it's definitely a great game. I'm not doubting it, but I'm surprised by the sheer dedication of specifically Bloodborne over all the other Dark Souls. Games. I agree with that. I don't. It doesn't really. I don't. I personally connected with the Souls games more than Bloodborne, and I've yet to beat Bloodborne. So I guess maybe upon doing that, my mind will change. But I think it's just a similar fascination with the lore of that like universe like apparently it's a little more in depth than the souls but i'm not sure it might even be the same universe i have a feeling it's different but uh they sure as hell play similarly but very different i remember when i first started playing bloodborne after beating dark souls 3 i was like what the hell is this that and it's it's, uh exclusive like uh it's got the like the like the playstation the playstation fanboy like the general playstation fanboy is going to be like onto that shit because it's an exclusive it didn't come out on anything else yeah mm-hmm. it's it, you can only find that experience on playstation 4 and it's something that people who are fans of the other souls games like that don't play it on ps4 can't like experience definitely and it's almost like they're lording it out like check this out check out this game that you can't play from soft that's from from software that like it's ours. It's just as good as like the other games. Like uh, people love this game, and it's you can't fucking play it. Yeah, that's what kept pay- PlayStation alive. Yeah, and that's why uh, Xbox is dead. And that's why, yeah, they're in a really good position. This E3, I'm the most excited for, for theirs. Pretty much every year, I am a PlayStation fanboy. But I don't know. I, it's always kind of fun seeing like how can Microsoft stay afloat? And Switch is actually doing real. I mean, Switch Nintendo's doing real good with the Switch and everything. But it just annoys me. I feel like they're going to n- announce all sorts of stuff for Wii U, and it's like if it's on Wii U and not Switch, you guys are fucking up. No, we used dead. They stopped the, production. Okay, good. The like Switch yeah, has single handedly saved their console, like their console uh, division, I should say. Like, uh, th- I feel like they were in serious trouble after the Wii U came out. Like, they they were having problems. Yeah, it was the a Wii U was never meant to be like their big new thing, no. right? It was just like a holdover because they had done the Wii and they weren't ready for the next generation of consoles. So they were like, all right, well, we'll just do an interim release and just load it up with a better processor and some more RAM. It is their pro. That's literally it all is the their Wii. Yeah, 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 essentially. But I remember- And they were playing around with the handheld thing. Like they were like, like we want to really like, this is basically a beta test for what the Switch is going to be. Yeah. But I even remember when they announced the Wii U, uh, Reggie, the head of the 
Nintendo North America. He said this isn't a new console. And we're like, oh, so you can just buy the Wii U tablet and keep it and sync it up with your Wii. He's like, no, you'd have to buy the Wii U. It's like, so it is a new console. And they're like, no, 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 it isn't. Like, we're not calling it a new console. But then Nintendo Japan was calling it a new console. So I think there was just big confusion, even within Nintendo, of exactly what the Wii U was supposed to be. And I think that led confusion to the consumers. And that's why no one really jumped on it right away, because you didn't know what it was. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I think it was, it, it was a, sort of a half-hearted attempt to make it like a, a segue console. Because, yeah. like, obviously there were the new aspects with, like, the, the tablet and everything. But at the same time, like, out of the box... It was a functioning Wii, right? Like you ran the app, you plugged it into your other one, and like in a half an hour, it took over all of the functionality of the Wii that you already had. You could use the same controllers, you could use all the same accessories, you could use the same memory cards. Everything was the same, minus the like GameCube plugs. Um, and like for a casual gamer, that was a big deal, right? Because like you came to expect this sort of backwards compatibility with Nintendo products. Um, and so to that end, like it sort of was the same console. You were just buying it a second time to get an upgrade. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like that wasn't a great reason to buy a new console. And so a lot of people skipped it. And at the same time, a lot of the games that came out for Wii U also came out for Wii, which also confused matters because it was like, well, why would I get the Wii U if I could just get the game that I care about for the console that I already have? Yeah, exactly. It, it, that was just a mess, like, all around. I can't wait. I hope they release Mario Maker on the Switch, because that game is fucking... Ugh. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, Switch is doing great, and it's it's a good console and stuff. And But, like, a majority of its games are just Wii U ports, like, over to the Switch. It's like, wow, this is a great new game. It's like, it's not new. It was just on the Wii U, and no one played it. So, yeah. like, the Switch still doesn't have too many original games. A lot of it's just ports or, like, uh, from other consoles it's entirely or from the wii u i think uh the switch has done like a great job of bridging the gap like we we talked about how like how much exclusivity is like important for sony success i think the exact opposite is true for nintendo because they don't have the third the same third party support that other companies have so when they can like talk like a sony into use like sending like not like you allowing them to use Naughty Dog properties, like bring in Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. That's yeah. huge because everyone, wa- everyone else in the gaming industry wanted the Switch to succeed. Like I- Xbox and my Xbox and uh, PlayStation executives were like, "We fucking love the Switch. Like the Switch is going to be great. It's going to be a great thing for the industry. It's going to be like a bold new step for like game development. It's going to be great. We just need people to like trust Nintendo for a hot second. And it was hard yeah. for people because the Wii U was not great. Well, I would say exclusivity is what kept Nintendo alive, and it consistently does with their original properties. So the Zelda, the Mario, the yeah. Kirby's, Pokemon, all that. That's the exclusives that sell those consoles consistently every time. But uh, incorporating a lot of third-party companies, they did with the Wii for a good deal, and they're opening it up further with the Switch. That's what's keeping it alive between those massive uh, original exclusive IPs. So you can't, like, as many Mario games as there are out there and as many Pokemon games as there are out there, there's going to be dips in the market where for, like, months there's not going to be a new original mm-hmm. exclusive Nintendo game. So you need those third-party company games to keep the Switch alive in between. Definitely. Those. So the exclusivity, exclu- exclusivity is what is, like, Nintendo's bread and butter, but it's consistent, uh, it's like, survivability depends on opening that up 
for others. Yeah, it's like 50 They're like the opposite direction of uh, PlayStation, yeah. where, like, they have the option of using third-party to for, like, certain, like, the, obviously they have, like, the Maddens and shit. PlayStation has, like, all the sports games and shit like that. But yeah. Nintendo took it to an extreme where, like, no third-party developers even, like, wanted to work with them. Yeah. And, and now they're, like, finally, like, but you thought, like, uh, Skyrim rematch, like, the, the new, like, the old Skyrim game is going to, it's going to be going to Switch. And, like, or is on yeah. Switch. I, I don't know it if is. it's already there. Um, They're, yeah. like, they're starting to see, like, older games that people enjoyed are starting to come to the Switch. And I think that's a good thing for them, for Nintendo. Yeah. It's great because it starts, like, a an open dialogue between them and third-party developers again that they sort of mm-hmm. lost over the past decade. And uh, it, I, I'm really interested to see where Nintendo goes from here. Like, uh, they're talking about Switch Pro, possibly, like an even beefier version of the yeah. Switch. But I don't want that. Like, no. I want them... If they do make a console, it needs to be another console. Like, it, it can't be just the Switch again. It can't be the Switchy... Switch like, the, the, they're yeah. forever Switchy. going to have that handheld, like... The handheld dominance now, like they they had it already with the DS and stuff, but it seems they're trying to phase it out a little bit by making the consoles portable instead. And it's really interesting. Like I, they're the way they're moving forward is it's nothing that's ever been done before, and it's kind of strange, but it's fun to watch. Like how they're trying to figure out how to move forward. Definitely, it's weird. I think I think they definitely have the handheld dominance in America and maybe some other co- uh, countries. But it's uh, Sony and PlayStation, like the PSP and PS Vita, are like the big contenders in uh, Japan. Are they still doing well in Japan? I think the Sony, like I think the por- uh, por- Vita portable handheld market is still surviving solely because of Japan and their talks of possibly a new handheld uh, PlayStation system. But I wouldn't be like, I'm sure they're opening it to you know the whole world market, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're just simply dedicating it specifically to Japan because that's what's keeping it alive. Because mm-hmm. I guess Japan is just smaller and a lot better public transportation, so it's just easier to play handhelds versus you know in America where it's so big you have to drive everywhere you can't play while you're driving. So not until we get automated cars. Uh, uh, one day well, hyperloops. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right. Is there anything else we want to like really hit on? Maybe before you play some stumpers and wrap this up. Uh, let me see if we can go through real quick. I think Nintendo announced like their Pokemon stuff uh, last week because they're really gearing up for their E3 presentation to be solely dedicated to Smash. So my guess is it'd be a lot of Smash uh, oriented stuff at this E3 or this. They also say uh, they're going to release more form. details for like Pokemon Let's Go at E3. Like yeah, yeah, show I'm sure they're stuff. Gonna- yeah, but like the announcement was early, so they could get it. They've out of the never way, so announced more Smash. They have never announced um, a Pokemon game at E3, not once in their history. I mean, because technically Pokemon is Game Freak and the Pokemon Company, who's a uh, different. Like, it's not. Yeah. it's owned by Nintendo, but it is its own part, the vision and stuff. So, right, that's not too surprising. Like, they're probably running on their own agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? They're probably going to give more details for Fallout sixty uh, seventy six. Uh, probably put to be- put to bed to rest all the rumors of like the multiplayer focus, uh, or exactly what that means. They'll tell yeah. us there. Yeah, so I think it's we'll going to be out. more co like there's going to be co op functionality and not necessarily multiplayer focus. Yeah, they- people say it's going to be online. People are saying it's battle royale. I think I'm pretty sure that's just a joke because everything's battle royale mo- uh, now. 
Um, I highly doubt Bethesda would do that, but you never know. But yeah, I think it's going to be just co-op, uh, probably at the most. Which I, is I, which I, is fine. That's like uh, I'm fine with that because it's like kind of overdue for that series. Yeah, it wouldn't be an MMO. Some people are speculating that that would I be. Was, yeah, it, it, that's uh, a hole you throw money down into. Like that's um, MMO is probably the worst thing you could do as a video game company because you're just never going to recap the loss. That's right. Yeah, I, I think WoW officially has killed that genre. Like nothing else can survive in it. Yeah, no, yeah, WoW has pretty much cornered the market on MMOs of that style. Yeah, we're probably going to get more details about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but who really cares? Because they fucking ruined that ancient series. Greece. Yeah, uh, they're probably going to announce the Division Two because, despite the initial poor launch of that, it got kind of resurgence with uh, the DLC pack and like the what was it like the patches and shit. Yeah, the Night Zone or whatever the other patch or other mode was. Uh, speculation on Beyond Good and Evil Two, but that game's been done for like twenty years, so I don't know what the fuck that's going to be. Yeah. Apparently that's going to be all multiplayer and stuff online too, from what uh, some of the developers have talked about in the past. I don't know. The first one was good. It's not this level of good that it needs this much like dedication and fervor for it. Like, it's it's got like a dedicated fan base that's like in love with it. It's a good like third pl- uh, third person like platformer action game, but like it's you know it's not this insane like Half Life uh, rival. So I don't know. I mean, it would be cool to see, but I'm not going to, you know, be pre-ordering or, like, you know, biding my time waiting for that reveal. Uh, probably new Tomb Raider, probably for the Square Enix uh, conference. People are speculating new Tomb Raider, Just Cause 4, uh, some sort of tie-in with a Marvel game. People are thinking Guardians of the Galaxy. And probably going to be Kingdom Hearts 3. That's probably going to be the biggest oh, thing for it. Yeah. Also, Shenmue 3, potentially, and some oh, more fuck Death Stranding. So hopefully yeah, some of that Death stuff. I hope uh, the closer we get to it, the you know more we see about Death Stranding. I hope they just reveal less and less. Like I think I hope Kojima just gets even more cryptic the closer he gets to it, to the point where right a week before it launches, no one knows what it is. Still. Right before it launches, he, he announces like it's actually a book. Yeah, just, hey. really just <laughs> it's a screenplay he's been working on for the past you know fifteen <laughs> years. Yeah. <laughs> Guillermo del it's Toro a, presents it. Yeah, it's a very elaborate ARG for his book. Like I, I really hope he just fucks with <laughs> people as much as he can. There are there are strategic caches stored all over the United States and Japan, and if you find them, you can <laughs> unlock. It's like uh, there's like a decoder ring that he like you purchase for sixty dollars. <laughs> no, you know what? Better. This is where Kojima just reveals he's a supervillain, and this isn't like a game. This is actually his plan, and he's gonna just cleanse the world with oil or whatever the fuck's happening in that trailer and just like he's just killing off people left and right has babies and weird like orb things that are eaten by norman Reedus or whatever like this is just his master plan and he's just some dr doom level supervillain, and he's just been biding his time this whole time well yeah. i think that was a perfect transition to maybe go into some stumpers <laughs> time for some stumpers play the jingle All right. Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna 
go right in with this first one. Um, because I don't really know where to start this time. <laughs> so we're oh, just no. going to start with the first one in the list. This question Fine. comes to us in the topic peppers. Do sheep enjoy hot peppers? God damn, is this food again? Oh, or no, I'm hoping it's sheep again? is the theme. No, I'm kidding. No, I guess the theme is peppers. There's no theme to oh, this, to this always, week's episode. There's always a theme. Yeah, don't you we'll lie tie it together somehow. Okay, we'll you guys can theme. retroactively decide what the theme is. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, though, when I, when I think of sheep, I think of like counting sheep, and it makes me think of sleep. So I don't think a sheep would enjoy hot peppers, because they'd probably like have a, <laughs> a really spicy mouth, and they're like, I can't sleep. They'd get the runs. <laughs> well, then it just gets all trapped in their uh, fur. Yeah, like like my cat. You know, he has some some spicy spicy wet food. <laughs> the next I morning, thought, I have to though, get the scissors. And... Since they eat these hot peppers, it'll make their wool. You even give warmer. your cat spicy wet food. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're all over. It's, the place it's not supposed to be spicy. Uh, um, wait, but Doug, no, they don't eat the peppers. Like. <laughs> This is like they just enjoy them without no eating them. No, no, this is just a hypothetical question. No one's actually giving sheep hot peppers. What if they find them like growing in the wild? Do peppers uh, hot peppers grow in the wild? Oh, they have. Or mean, are they I'm like sure something you have to like breed? They grow in the wild. I'm sure there's sheep herders in like South America and stuff. But like, you think of sheep, you think of England and Scotland. There's not hot peppers native there. That's true. That no, definitely. But accurate. Uh, peppers actually. The capsaicin in them is what makes them spicy, and birds actually don't have the taste buds required to, to like to feel the sensation of the capsaicin. So peppers actually evolved so they could be distributed by birds. So when the peppers uh, birds eat the peppers, they digest it all and then poop out the seeds with like it's no good ramifications. That the, it's good that the birds have arms so that they can pick the peppers and then yeah, eat yeah. Them. Dude, though, I just feel like you could have like a contest where like you try to eat the hottest food available, and if you're a bird, you could be given like a ghost pepper and just not even sweat it. Yeah, there's like a hot uh, hot sauce eating contest, and you just like gross it down, just like oh fuck, but it's just like a big humanized crow. Yeah, I'm picturing <laughs> a bird with arms at a pepper eating contest. Fuck shit up. Do you think um, sheep enjoy peppers in ways other than eating them? Perhaps like oh? they just appreciate the, the curvaceous shapes that the the peppers make. They yeah, it's a very sensual. Like it's a sensual vegetable to them. It's an yeah, aphrodisiac. Dude. That's what I mean. This is getting yeah. sexual real they, fast. It doesn't like a chocolate covered strawberry for sheep. They don't even have to eat them to start <laughs> sweating. Oh god! Whoa. I just imagine a sheep like tracing its body with a pepper, like very sensually, like laying on like a silk bed sheet with like rose petals everywhere. Thanks, guys. You put that mental image in my head, and now I put it in this yours. This is spicy. <laughs> spicy sheep. It's a sexual move. You figure out what it Uh-oh. is. You oh. tell us what that is. Ooh. We know we don't have listeners. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move on to the next one because I don't think we're going to get anything else out of the sheep and the peppers. Uh, this question nah, comes to us from the topic watermelons. Is it possible still. for a watermelon to explode on its own? Yes. <laughs> uh, spontaneous combustion. Anything can explode. <laughs> I mean. All right. What grounds of spontaneous combustion, though? Like, why? Oh, uh, just because God willed it. <laughs> hey. hey, fuck that melon. <laughs> could, uh, could a watermelon explode on its own? Could it grow to the point where it's growing further inside than its skin could hold? But that wouldn't really be an explosion, I guess. It would just be like a weird seepage. Just like it just 
falls apart and it's a lot less exciting at fourth of july i feel like it is pretty challenging to crack open a watermelon but i i've also seen people like use their thighs to just bust open watermelons just kind of to prove that oh i've seen those videos I know, isn't that too. insane i'm like that blows my mind that they have that ability you, you guys keep Keep those keep those videos uh, no. in your external hard drive. Also, I oh. do. I got no shame. <laughs> oh, it's totally. Offended. I like that size. No, that's the thing, though. I just think it's pretty bizarre that the human body can do that. <laughs> can, can crush things <laughs> with your thighs. Yeah, imagine if that was somebody's head. We're finding out one of Doug's fetishes no. right now. Oh Jesus! Okay, I'm well, a lot this, about Doug. I, oh I god, yeah, crushed will... my head. <laughs> On a very <laughs> special episode of Oh, I'm dying. Oh, God. I'm just going to segue us right into the next question, which is somewhat related. This question also comes to us in the topic watermelons. Still Are watermelons food? the most watery of all You said there was no fruits? theme. <laughs> <laughs> it's all food. It's always food. That's always the theme of Stumpers. Uh, is watermelon the most watery of fruits? Uh, it's got water in the name. So, it does. Yeah. I'd say so, unless lettuce is a fruit, which I don't think so. I would argue yeah, like something like cucumber, like I like a, a gourd, like any sort of gourd would probably have a lot of water in Ma- it. Maybe dare I say a melon, a melon made of water. What would we call that? Kiwi? <laughs> no, it's a dumb name. <laughs> I mean, berries do have quite a lot of liquid in them uh, for for their size, you know. When you consider. I- I forgot this. I heard some dumb thing that like possibly watermelons are classified as berries now or something. <laughs> like there's a weird classification of like fruits and vegetables where it's like a tomato is a fruit. It's like, but why? And then like I guess is that also maybe a berry now? I don't know. Classifications get weird real quick. Uh, I... But what would be a more watery fruit? Somebody's head getting crushed by thighs. No, Doug. I'm just kidding. We've moved on, you de- de- degenerate pervert. <laughs> Doug uh, is currently jerking <laughs> off as we record this right now. I mean, like, I get, I get it. Don't get me. I get the appeal. But I'm able to separate work from pleasure and f- watermelon crushing fetishes from podcast. I mean, I can't separate work from pleasure, but that's why I have an OnlyFans account. So, you know, I gotta pay the bills. Uh, next question is. comes to us from the topic accents. Uh, is it possible to say "Good eye, might" without sounding Australian? <laughs> good eye, might. Uh, this, <laughs> this is still food related. I'll say, um, "Good eye, might." Good eye, might. What do you, you still say sound that? Australian? Uh, I feel like we're gonna play around with different accents, trying to say it in different ways to not sound Australian, and one of us is gonna hit the racist. No, thing. I'm thinking I should have waited until Mark like if you say beer can, it's just like beer can, bacon. It's, a, it's beer can in a Jamaican accent. It sounds like I'm bacon. just trying to think. Yeah. When would you ever use "good I might" as a, you're like in a conversation? I feel like you're trying to good I no, might. I'm thinking you're <laughs> applying for a job at like a, an eye doctor, and they're like, "What are your strengths?" And it's like. Yeah. I have good eye, mate. Man, good eye, mate. My my eye has very good mites. Uh, I got shitty eyes, so maybe I'd have to be like, my one good eye might see that, but my bad eye might not see that. Mighty full eye, guy. Ooh, I like that. That's how I'm going to greet people from now on. It's really, oh, really God. bad. Don't. Mighty don't. full <laughs> eye, guy. And people will be like, what the fuck? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Good I might. I mean, you can say it without sounding Australian. Maybe but it's you could just say it with a different a- accent. You need to, like, like, force yourself. Good I might. Uh, <laughs> you have to bore at yourself. Touch my yeah. spaghetti eye. Gabagoo. <laughs> a yagamash. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say it in a British accent, but now I can't think of how that goes, because all I can think of is bore yeah. right now. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a parasitic invasive species of thought. Once you hear it, you can't not hear Borat anymore. My way. Oh, I know now. <laughs> oh God, Jane Quee. He like he says like made up fucking words in that entire film. I'm like, trying so hard to think of what a British accent sounds like, and I, I can't, can't for either. the life of me. It's kind of it's weird Bor- because fucking AJ keeps quoting Borat. <laughs> you just say just say any tracer tracer voice line from Overwatch. The cavalry's here. Can I? Might. Nope. <laughs> no, that was a little Australian. Yeah, it was a well, little because. No, because Australian accent is derivative of the English accent, like the British accent, because that's yeah. where they came from. So that's a bad one to go to because it sounds so similar already. But I can't, I can't fully justify doing other accents because I feel like they'll get super racist. They'll just turn so, boring. Uh, we'll, we'll, they'll go full boring. Racist that comes to mind is like how in South Park when there's Asian characters, they say "please" as "pre," and I'm like, that's the name of our Please. episode title, "pre." Pre, <laughs> South Park well, did it so pre, many pre, times. Pre, pre. They had the whole fucking uh, there's a a Black Friday. Uh, wow, a Black Friday. <laughs> there's a Black Friday uh like trilogy or whatever where they like spoof Game of Thrones and also like Black Friday like PlayStation sales and they oh, yeah, make yeah. fun of the PlayStation sales by calling it uh, Black Friday Bundaroo. Oh Christ! <laughs> and it's it's honestly it's very funny, but it's also incredibly yep, racist. That's South Park in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, you, I think what you can say about? this without sounding Australian. Sorry for getting a little racist there. <laughs> Is that our new tagline for our show for every episode? And Sorry my wife. <laughs> <laughs> this last question comes to us from the topic laundry. Still what will like- happen if I accidentally put fabric softener where laundry detergent needs to go in the laundry machine? Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I refuse to answer because you already thanked me. Uh, <sighs> I, I couldn't tell you the last time I used fabric softener for anything. So yeah, I don't. I don't know who these people are that buy fabric softener because, like, I've been washing laundry for like ten years without fabric softener. It's been fine. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if you put fabric softener where the detergent's supposed to go, your clothes will be completely unclean but very soft. <laughs> oh God, the blood stains are still there, but ooh, they're such soft blood stains. Um. Yeah, we're in California, which has some of, like the hardest water in the country, and I don't know, it's fucking how soft you need stuff to be. I mean, granted, your nipples can get chafed. I understand oh, that. Oh, Christ. I'm a runner. I'm a marathon I don't want to know about your nipples, Ben. <laughs> like, if there's and, one thing I don't want to know about... Andy Bernard. <laughs> you gotta get those yeah, nipples. I don't tape. think... It's a very real fabric problem. Fabric softener gets the watermelon juice uh, stains it's out of your clothes. It's a vicious cycle, Bren. <laughs> get all those juicy, juicy rinds out of your shirts. Uh, or your pants, because you're squeezing it. <laughs> what? Oh, right. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going as soon as you switched to pants. Yep. You're not doing you're not doing a laundry, you're just making a big fruit salad, but you want it soft. So you add that fabric softener. Get some nice soft No, fruits. I would like to think that some uh 
I don't know, wash machine company would design their machine that if you happen to put fabric softener in this location, the whole machine's just rendered useless. And it's like, big mistake, dude. Why would you purposely design your no, machine? No, I don't know, <laughs> just to fuck with people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spend potentially millions of dollars building these new machines. Just to fuck with this guy. Uh, I mean, hey, I'm all for that. I would, I would respect the shit out yeah, of maybe the commitment I to that a- goof. Page out of Mark. That's a fucking book. Mark. Yeah, That's it. like a Mark move. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Just and Whitney. The, our, our what if you put hosts. fabrics? All right. What would happen if you put fabric software where the laundry detergent goes? Uh, you go to jail uh, without pants on, and then you get grounded. Very you good. Go. This is your Mark Sounds answer. Right. Works for us. I think that's Stumpers. That's Stumpers. Very nice. <laughs> All right, guys, that was a fun episode. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, it was great having AJ back on the show. Hopefully we can have you on in the future again, uh, whenever you're down. Uh, where can our listeners find you? Uh, whenever you're down. <laughs> they oh, can, whenever, oh, okay. Uh, just, I guess my Twitter would be the forgetful with a three for the E would be the best way. Because on there, then I have like all my gamer tags and bullshit. Totally. And my, my Twitter bio, so... Well, it's relevant. One of my favorite things is I a tweet you tweeted out when uh, Destiny 2 came out and be like, man, I sure do love Destiny 2. This game will never get old. And then like a year later. It, knew, it like, wasn't oh, even a boy. year. That was like two and a half months after the <laughs> game came out. I was like, man, this tweet has aged poorly. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorites because it's just uh, the self-reflection. I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> and then I, I think I tweeted out a picture or something of uh, Facebook. <laughs> it was a screenshot I took of a Facebook ad. Where it had it was an ad for Destiny Two, and on the bottom of the ad it said "content unavailable," and I said, "God <laughs> damn it! If this isn't like a perfect res- representation of like the Destiny Two fucking experience, yeah. it's just like this whole thing in a nutshell." And everyone was like lolling in the comments, just like fucking trolling the shit out of Bungie. Oh God, they call them Bungo now because they just bungle everything. Like it, it's not yeah, like uh, it. I'm so upset with that company. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like Facebook sending you a picture like, hey, remember this five years ago? And it's your wedding day with your ex-wife. And be like, fuck, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, that's valid uh, frustration, though. And definitely a good place to find AJ. Go check out his Twitter. Uh, we follow him on our t- Twitter, so if that's an easy way to find him. Uh, Bren, how about you? Uh, toast Bren on Twitter. I'm very uneventful and boring. But uh, we probably cut this out, but mentioned it off air. Uh, Vampire? The game from Don't Nod Entertainment is coming out there to the company that did yeah. Life is Strange. And I'm curious to see how this goes because the trailers and stuff haven't really sold me on it. And it just seems like a Arkham-style combat in uh, Victorian England and you play as a vampire. Oh, so Blood Rain. Yeah, I'm not sold Kinda. either yet. Yeah, but some people are really excited for it. Some people are really excited just because it's Don't Nod. Right. But it looks absolutely nothing like Life is Strange, which is what got them popular and famous. So I don't know. Um also, I found this game on Steam right before we started, uh, and for once, it doesn't involve poop. Holy um, shit. <laughs> but it's a game called Dude Sop, and it's just a game, it's like a WarioWare game, where it's just a bunch of little, like, mini-games, and it's an indie game, so of course it's pixel graphics, uh, but it's just about you being an asshole, about you just taking things and messing them up just slightly, like uh, putting a Lego on the floor when someone's walking by, or 
wearing uh, sandals with socks or disorganize something that's like very organized and just shifting it off like by one. It's just about being an asshole. And it's a very weird premise for a game, but I like it because I'm an asshole. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder if Mark would like that game. That sounds very chaotic. I wonder if they're going to have a DLC where it's like, don't stop pooping. And then it's like, you have to prevent <laughs> your character from pooping. <laughs> no, that's already a game. Oh, damn it. Yeah, that was like an adult one a while back. Uh, but no, the, hot tub, really... the hot tub, the hot tub one with oh, the fat Pukuzi? guys. Oh, yeah, Pukuzi is so fucking yeah. good. Uh, I got that one. Uh, no, uh, but this seems like it would be a fun, like, silly game. But it's like fourteen dollar or fifteen dollar full price. I think that's a little too much for how silly and stupid it is. Right. But if it's like under ten, I don't know. Maybe check it out. Seems like. Fun. What's the yeah, one with the baby game. where you have to try to kill yourself? And the, oh, Christ. The, the parent has to stop you? Because I want to play that game very bad. I know exactly uh, what you're talking yeah. about, but I don't know the name, and I felt bad when we first promoted, who, promoted it. <laughs> who's your daddy? That's yeah, it. who's your daddy, yeah. It's like five bucks, and it's fucking gar- Like, it's so bad and awful looking, but it's... You know, it looks like it would get it would it would enthuse me for about two hours, which is worth five dollars to me. That that's the thing; it's five bucks, so that's you know that's fine. Awesome, uh, Basta. How about you? Where can our listeners find you? Thanks for bringing Stumpers back to the show. It's been a while. Thanks for not dying on podcast too. Yeah, I know, and putting up I'm, with the almost entirely talking about games this time. <laughs> we we know how much you hate games. That's why you're on this podcast. Th- that's that's why you guys have me, so that I could be the curmudgeonly <laughs> old man that hates everything. Mm. He keeps um, us grounded. You, c- you can find me uh, on Twitter, at Matt Basta, um, where I'm posting things about things that make me salty. Um, oh, we got if- followed by Annie Ants the other day. <laughs> we did, yeah. Oh, that was delicious. a very strange brand interaction. I feel like I've been marketed to, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> you're so salty. They're calling your ass out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a thing. Um, it's a good day. They're good people over there. If you're looking to start a podcast, if they were flirting with you, Bren, Auntie Anne's <laughs> is flirting with you on the internet. Uh, I want a pine cone shaped uh, pretzel. That'd be delicious. You guys have like, yeah, it's a unique. It's like shaped like a pangolin. Uh, I d- I told we'll Vassa, talk about that someday. I told him they're following both of us. We got to do a podcast tie-in. I want this. If they're flirting with me, I'll flirt right back. They're What's flirting up? with you. <laughs> Hell yeah. What's up, Annie Ann? How you it doing? It was weird. I, you know you're always it, my, my favorite aunt. I had to like take a break from my Twitter notifications tab because Bren was just having a moment with the fucking social <laughs> media person at Auntie Anne's, and it was very discomforting. Hey, Annie um, Ann, do you want an Uncle Ann? What up? If you're looking to start a podcast, <laughs> go ahead and check out pinecast.com. That's P-I-N-E-C-A-S-T.com. It's Uncle Bren and Annie Ann. <laughs> yeah, talk to Brandon Annie Ann on your on your brand new podcast. Now I need to follow uh, Annie Ann's pretzels therapy. on Twitter because I need to see Jesus these. Fucking Christ, can you let me do my fucking <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a why show in not back show. on anymore. S- sign up uh free, no credit card required, and when you're ready for the good stuff, because it's pretty fucking good these days, uh the use the coupon code pre, pre. pre. Uh that's P-R-E-E-E. Uh, for your first month of the starter plan free, I I guarantee you love it. Uh, like like men's warehouse clothing. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, no, um, that's pretty good. That's copyrighted. We'll get sued for that. Nope, it's cool. I that's appro- fine. I approve. You, I I promise you'll strictly enjoy it. We- <laughs> there we go. No, that's even better. Um, but that's the thing. So thanks for enjoying our pre episode listener pre E three. Uh, we'll hopefully be doing a post E 
three episode. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, no. thanks for listening. Uh, if you like our show, tell a friend. Uh, you can, they can subscribe at, on iTunes, Pocket Cast, all those kinds of places. Uh, we're findable on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram. Our handles ABT Silence. New episodes every Monday. The occasional bonus episode Friday. Um, keep your eyes and ears open for that kind of stuff. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to plug. Not really. Enjoy E3. It's going to be starting tomorrow, everybody. And look forward to next week where we kind of give our thoughts on what actually happened. So on all the commercials that aired. Exactly. All those ads. And thanks again, AJ, for joining us again. We'll be back next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Don't make Bloody Mary popsicles. <laughs>